What's going on, everybody? Before we get into another episode of the Switch It Up podcast, just want to take this time to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with people that fit your audience. Small podcasters, that is podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Season 2, episode 35. Sonic Colors, remaster rumor. Fire Emblem Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, remake rumors. Tyler and I took a gamer personality test, which you can take right now in the description below. And then we interviewed Brock Matthews, Outcast podcast specialist, about his experience with Fireman Three Houses. If you enjoy this episode, leave a rating, subscribe, share the podcast, and most importantly, enjoy. Let me try. Super Mario RPG, Sonic the Hedgehog, Donkey Kong 3, Adventures of Lolo 1 and 2, King's Knight, Dig Dug, Juman Fu. Harvest Moon. You write this song? League Puzzle Pokemon. Toe Jam and Earl in Panic on Funkotron. Castlevania, Fatal Fury, Ninja, Chachumai, Rook Comet, Razor Blazing, Lasers, Basis Loaded, Mega Turukon, Cybernator, Rolling Thunder, Dynastic Hero, Bubble Bobble, Double Triple, Double Dragon F Zero. I get it, you memorize the song. Zero X and Donkey Kong Jr. Math, Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden 3. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 35. My name is Tyler. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby. Colby, how are you doing today on this not-so-sunny day today? Rainy. It's going to be a rainy week here in a central Pennsylvania, but I'm doing well. I can't complain. You know, school's winding down, finally, but uh, I put on Twitter last week, I've just hit, like, like a <laughs> wall. Like, I just cannot... I cannot find the energy to keep going through, but we're going to keep trucking along here because I do have a busy summer ahead of me. Uh, you don't care about my my personal issues, guys. You want to hear about the gaming, and the gaming has been great. I am back on my three houses bullshit inspired by Brock Matthews. I am doing as much as I played that game. I've only done the church route once. So I'm doing the church route again, and I'm going to recruit all the Knights of Saros so I can learn all about their backstory, because I'm in a Discord with, Ty and I are in a Discord with um, Random Gamers Corner and Brock himself, which is fire, and I was just, like, talking, I'm like, why don't you just get to use the Knights of Saros as, like, a team that you don't have to, like, for the church route? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that, and yeah, that should keep me occupied for another week for when I uh, chug right along through, because I know what I'm doing, and then I'll be back on uh, on the dry spell. Not sure what to do next. New Pokemon Snap player this month, so maybe that's true. That is maybe that's something that can quench my thirst. Tyler, yeah. how's Monster Hunter? <laughs> Let me let's just get to scratch. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, Monster Hunter is great. Uh, it's the only game I've been playing aside from my my gotchas. Uh, I'm still not fully done with it. Like I'm not done with the story yet. I'm 69 hours in. I think I was literally just playing it right before I got. Uh, here on the call, uh, but yeah, no Monster Hunter. Like it's world, been, it's already been two weeks, man. Like world before it, it just has a seemingly endless amount of content. Like 
I'm we talked about like how the main story isn't quote unquote complete yet. Uh, I haven't even hit the end yet. I think I'm close, but I haven't even gotten there yet. So uh, this game is just it just seems endless. I'm probably gonna keep grinding even when I hit the end of the main story to get you know good gear sets and uh, different weapons and things like that. So probably still going to be the only game I play for a while. I'm thinking whether or not Pokemon Snap is actually going to be a day one for me after thinking on it a little bit. Un- unlikely for me. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure. I th- I might want to save it for a little bit. Uh, maybe until... <laughs> save the game or save money? Save the money, probably. <laughs> uh, like Likewise, can't judge. I mean, it is still a few months... Actually, no. E3 is actually pretty close, isn't it? It's in June, right? E3 is, I think, middle of June. Uh, well, I guess we still have May to get through. So, But, again, I think Monster like the Monster Hunter update is coming in late April, the first update for the game, which is going to add even more shit to do. So I think Monster Hunter is going to be probably the only game that I need to to like satiate my, my, gamer, my epic gamer thirst. There you go. Uh, but, yeah... Monster Hunter's been good. It's gonna continue to be good. I'm pretty. I'm predicting. Uh, other than that, nothing new. I I did start watching a new show recently uh, about gaming. As uh, Sword Art Online. Uh, so that's been pretty interesting as well. But honestly, other than that, I have no like crazy lucky gotcha pulls to report either. My luck's dying down in Fire Emblem Heroes as well. Uh, so it's, it really, it really is just Monster Hunter. I am saving up now for for the Brave Banner and God the Fall when I go back to college. But yeah, that's about it for me. But uh, we do have a little bit of news. Mostly, we're back at the rumor mill, actually. Oh, yeah, this is a big, uh, this is a big rumor mill episode. So buckle up. Light here uh, this past week, I believe it was first. Like not reported, but first noticed by um, Games Cage on Twitter at on the download though, and then Nintendo Life picked it up and just kind of got legs from there. Yeah, and that is not a Nintendo property. It is about Sonic, Sonic, Sonic the, Hedgehog. the Hedgehog, and his anniversary is this year, along with everybody else's in gaming. Yeah, and yes, yeah, Sonic Colors has been rumored to be remastered. And coming out, I don't know, probably within the next year, if I had to guess. But it is a rumor. There is nothing that there's nothing that confirms this. It is just a rumor. It was a listing on Amazon, I believe. So take it yeah. with a grain of salt. But it's fun to talk about. Tyler, before we got in the call and earlier today, you had high praise for Sonic Colors. How I did. Would you, I did. How, would, how would you welcome this remaster? I mean, honestly, I think it's a long time coming. You know, I think that those era games uh the the unleashed the the colors maybe not generations but i think definitely colors being on the it's probably the more the most dated out of the boost formula sonic games uh but it's also in my opinion one of the best sonic games that has ever been produced uh it was probably one of it was one of my favorite games on the wii the wii ironically was where i probably played sonic the most uh, out of any console in my my gaming career but yeah colors is great the gameplay is awesome the bosses are cool the the settings neat the power-ups are really really cool the wisps is this is the first game they were introduced and they've since been used in in subsequent games but this is their 
their origin. Uh, story is nothing really home to, home to write home about. Isn't really much to write home about. Uh, but, you know, those games never really <laughs> hit the head on story too much. Uh, but music, fantastic. Again, I don't think there's a Sonic game with with bad music. Uh, it, it just can't happen. Yeah, it, it's it, that's something that they will always do right, even if uh, you know many other things they do wrong. But music's great, gameplay's great, set, uh, settings and stages are great. Uh, it's been a while since I've played it, but damn it, I love that game so much. And if it got a remaster on this, actually, I guess it could be on all platforms. Yeah, Sonic's. Uh, I think Sonic's on all platforms now. Yeah, I think I think Sonic's fine to be on all platforms. Forces was so. A Sonic Colors remaster, I think, would be a really good uh, PR move. Also, uh, again, one of the more well-received Sonic games, so I think it would go over well. Uh, it's not a remake; it's a remaster. So yeah, that, you know, that was my next point. Like we we've been talking about seemingly for the past couple of weeks, the whole remake, remaster, and taking that risk. Yeah, it would appear that if this is a true remaster and they don't touch anything other than just you know tinker up you know the frame rate, the just kick it up to twenty twenty one standards. Seems like a pretty safe move for Sega and a move that can buy them some time until they have to do a next new Sonic project. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Sonic games are really known for their remasters, at least not recently. There have been ports of, like, the classic games all over the damn place. And, you know, you have the Sonic Gems collection, which is, again, just a collection, not really a, an enhanced version of any kind of game that were included. So this is a bit of a new territory, I think, or at least newer for for the sonic team but i think it would be a good move to be honest uh i think a remaster would be pretty well received uh by the community especially if again it is color specifically uh i don't i I think that's one of the only ones they really could do because i don't think unleashed or uh generations really have a problem holding up or anything uh because that i you know they're on a bit more advanced hardware uh the the Xbox uh, 360 and and um, Xbox One are pretty, you know, it's no secret that they're a bit more beefier than the than the Wii in terms of uh, performance. <laughs> yeah, uh, no surprises there. But you know, Generations is probably the most uh, well liked of those three. I, those three are I consider to be kind of a trilogy of Sonic games: uh, Colors Unleashed and, and Generations. Generations again, probably the one that most fans like the most. Uh, but again, I don't really think it needs a remaster. It still holds up well to this day, I think. Unleashed was pretty divisive because of the werehog mechanic. A lot of people didn't like that. I personally did, but uh, a lot of people I know were up in arms about that. And Sonic Colors is is kind of just a good, you know, safe game to remaster, I think. And one that I would absolutely love to play again. Uh, in that, But then again, you know, you have the... The whole issue of is it going to be worth sixty dollars? You know, we've had that conversation with uh, Mario, three uh, D All Stars, and uh, Skyward Sword more recently. Uh, is it going to be worth that? Uh, you know, dishing out that sixty bucks, or is it going to be nothing more than a you know another shoddy port? Do you think it'd be sixty dollars? Of course it would. I, I think it would. Uh, seeing the trend that Nintendo has followed, I definitely think it would be $60 unless they, I don't know, I think it would get them a lot of goodwill if it wasn't, but I think I think it definitely would be still $60. Because I think, I still think people would buy it. Yeah, just for like sure. people Just like people bought All-Stars and just like people bought, uh, or people are going to buy Skyward Sword. 
So Sonic Colors, 78% on Metacritic, uh, 4.3 out of 5 on GameStop. Uh, has a user score of 4.5 out of 5 on Google. Seems to be pretty uh, universally uh, appreciated. And as someone who's never played a Sonic game, you're just talking about like fans like this, that, and the other, and don't like this idea. What makes a Sonic game good? Because there isn't, as you said, there's no real story element. So I'm assuming that Sonic games are carried off of visuals, music, and gameplay. Well, that- if you recall, I'm probably going to reiterate the exact same thing that I said in one of our Sonic episodes, where Sonic is a character that has just been so many things. Like it's been, he's <laughs> it's kind been of funny. Oh. I know, like he's been, he they've tried so many things. They've redefined him countless times, and he's been so many different things to so many different people over the years. He's, you know? He plays. He plays a lot of roles. Like yeah, this series has created probably one of the most varied but also argumentative fan bases in gaming, just because of yeah. the sheer amount of variety and just different things. And variety can be good, but due to the somewhat lackluster to poor execution of a lot of recent Sonic games, and also the more different Sonic games have also not been very well respected, or re- not respected, well received, rather, uh, seems to be the general consensus. Uh, I think that's the real problem, is just that there are so many people who want Sonic to be something completely different from everybody else, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone wants Sonic to be pulled in a certain direction, and then developers don't really know where to go from it. So, like, Unleashed is some people's favorite Sonic game, and also some people's absolute least favorite, you know? So, it's kind of hard to get a judge on what the consensus for a good Sonic game will be. Yeah. Just because there are so many people who have different, like, wildly different expectations of what that concept is. Do you think so, that do you think that like the developers in Sega though it's kind of like they you create your own beasts like create your own demons because they have put Sonic in a lot of different places different points in time and yeah that that could be good for like oh this is the game's gimmick like he's he's just chilling with King Arthur yeah and next thing you know he's like a werewolf like has almost has a Twilight Princess feel to him yeah yeah whereas you have a series like Mario which has been way more successful in recent years and just as a whole where. He's in the same place. The only thing that changes are the gimmicks and the gameplay and what the main core concept. Not the core. The core concept stays the same. That, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, but yeah. The, 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 how you get there and the gist of it and what's around it is what changes. And it just seems like with Sonic, the core concept always changing. And that's why you have this diverse fan base who all universally love Sonic, but what he is to them is so completely different. Yeah, I mean, y- you have modern Sonic, classic Sonic. You have Sonic Boom now. Uh, even within modern Sonic, you have like the boost formula or the adventure formula, which some, which no, I know Brock stands by that till the end of time. Uh, you have classic Sonic in the modern era, or just the regular classic games. There's, you you have like the freaking motion control Black Knight and Sonic and the Secret Ring stuff, which I don't think many people uh, would say is their favorite Sonic game, but that's still another genre they've dipped into. It's just. I don't really know what they can do to solve that. They really have kind of created their own uh, obstacle, I think, with with that. I think, in a sense, Mario got lucky. You know, obviously they were smart about it, and they saw what made him, you know, they got, like, the 
the perfect child, the secret formula. They really did. You know, whatever trump card you want to name it. They they don't have to change too much of the general premise to to keep Mario uh, successful. Yeah. But for Sonic, they really have changed like the they have changed his core, I think, a bit more. They they've tampered with it a lot. Uh, he just doesn't have like a definitive version, I don't think. No, like, there you can't really point to one thing, one Sonic, and be like, "This is the definitive Sonic." Is the modern Sonic the design Smash Brothers? Yes. Okay. Uh, that I mean, obviously, modern Sonic is the most recent form of Sonic, but I don't think that you would. I think it'd be it may be a majority that says he's the definitive, but I think it would be a very like it'd be close because Between that and original. Yeah, because you can choose original, even like the adventure version of Sonic is sometimes classified as an entirely different Sonic from classic and modern, almost like a a middle ground. But I don't know, Sonic, the journey he's gone through has really put him in a really weird spot now that, you know, I think Mania was a really good return to form. Uh, but, that's, you know, just the, but just the, in the classic format, though, the fan made yeah. game, right? Yeah, that was the one where I think Christian Whitehead and a bunch of other like Sonic they were in charge of porting the classic Sonic games to mobile, uh, as well as doing some mod projects as well. And Sega brought them on uh, to make that new 2D Sonic game. And Mania was really good. Like again, a return to form for classic Sonic specifically. But you know, then you have those people who really like modern Sonic, and then they you know you try out Forces, and Forces is pretty mixed, and. You know, it, it's just it just feels like chaos. Like it's hard for me to even wrap my head around. So I guess we'll reel back in with this and close it out. You, colors remastered, good decision if it is real. Yeah, I think it is. I I don't know. I don't think they can really expect to appeal to to everybody in their community. Maybe not even a majority at this point. But I don't know. I I, I just I can't explain it in depth because I'm not very articulate with this <laughs> with Sonic. Sonic just makes my brain go out the window, but uh, I think I think Colors would be a good would be a good move to remaster. Uh, out of all Sonic games, it seems like the the obvious choice to me. That's mo- that's modern, right? That that is modern. Yes, you know, modern is the sleeker, taller, slender. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sonic and then classic is a bit more tubby, shorter. Uh, you know, two D Sonic. What if in Smash Bros. like they made just Sonic skins like the, what he's been throughout the years? That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. I know a lot of people would wanted that. They probably wanted you know Adventure Sonic with his crazy ass gr- uh, like rail grind shoes and uh, you know maybe some of his various uh, transformations could also be skins. I've seen some mods of that as well. Is isn't isn't uh, Sonic Adventure Sonic the one from Brawl? No, no, that's still modern Sonic. Okay, yeah, because Colors wasn't out at that point yet. I don't think. Colors 2010, Brawl 2008. I mean, I still think there was... I still think it's modern Sonic, though. I was about to say, you know, 06 was out by then. Oh, yeah, true, 06. And I think there was... Sonic Sonic 06, what a name. I was about to say, well, that's not what the game was called. It was just called Sonic the Hedgehog, actually. So you just call it Sonic 06? I like that better. We call it Sonic 06 because... I say we. The majority of people (laughs) call it Sonic 06 because... We uh, Sega call it Sonic 06. Yeah, I, I'm. I've been in Sega's office. I know that's how they call it to call it now. But 
it was supposed to be like a, a soft reboot of the franchise for some godforsaken reason, and they totally fucked that up. So, uh, you know, that's why it was just called Sonic the Hedgehog with no like pre with no like suffix at the end of it. Uh, but now we just call it Sonic 06 because it has a nice ring to it, and also came out in 2006. So that it does, and uh, <laughs> we'll close with Sonic uh, on that on that point. And yeah. we will get into a more, more re- uh, rumor remaster remake talk. Yeah. Uh, completely different direction, and what you'll hear more of later in a different uh, context. Fire Emblem. Yes. Yeah. This podcast's favorite franchise. Of course. Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn are getting remake rumors, not remaster. Remake. Remake. Rumors. Yeah. I mean, I feel like or, that, that game yeah. has to be remade. For the Nintendo Switch, uh, I, first, I saw this on I saw this first from Stealth on Twitter. And yeah. I think he's the first person to like report it. There was a source linked to it from Reddit. God bless Reddit. God, yeah. Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, the two games combined sold just over one million units. Not right. great. Not not great. This is not the dark great. age. Of, this is the dark age of Fire Emblem coming right off of the Binding and Blazing Blade games. It is right on the Wii. This is the perfect. I think this is the perfect game to bring over. Bring over the Wii games because they are, as we see, one million people played these games. Played either one or the other or both. Very slim majority. Yeah, they're unknown. People don't know anything about these games. The most that mm-hmm. they know is Ike because from Fire or not from. I was about Fire to say Bro- that's probably the only thing. The only thing I know about the game is that that's where Ike originated from. Yeah, Ike is the protagonist, and you know that because he was in Smash Brothers Brawl as marketing for that game when they took out Roy. Yes. Fire Emblem Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, I think this would be a great, I think this would be a great move by Intelligent oh, yeah. Systems, Koi Tecmo, Nintendo, whoever you want to say. I think it is a risk. More than a good decision, I do think it's a bit of a risk. More so than Sonic Colors, as we just got done talking about. Yeah, I, I definitely think right. it's more of a risk than All Sonic right. Colors. Present your case. Okay, uh, from what I can gather, Three Houses obviously brought in a lot of people, new people in the franchise. People are hungry for more Fire Emblem. It's been over a year since we've had any sort of Fire Emblem news whatsoever. Yeah. Three Houses, I heard, though, changed a lot of, it, about it's, Fire Emblem. It's, un, it's an unconventional Fire Emblem game. Yeah, kind of like a Breath of the Wild to a bit of a lesser degree. Mm-hmm. As, you know, concerning the amount of change that happened. You know, certain, certain units... Uh, act differently like the cavalry units can dismount their horses and shit uh and you know you have the whole school and training system which i think is much different than there's no weapon there's no weapon triangle yeah the support well i I assume they will add a weapon triangle if they remake the game oh yeah they'll bring that back but you know like the school and training and support systems were all different i think you had to like do supports on like the battlefield Mm-hmm. and stuff which was nuts like it's the same way through has i think like if you like make a move like adjacent or next to an ally that's how you build support instead yeah of, like, but you can't like do normal yeah. shit together and yeah you can't, can't do anything normal you have, it has to be on the battlefield so uh, i don't know i feel like it's a strange i feel like it's a strange choice to to remaster then again the last the only other one that i think that would be considered for something like this would be a awakening that's what i was gonna say next do you think dude they should do awakening instead i i i don't know that's on I, three that was on 3ds i believe yeah it was uh i don't know maybe the fact that it was on 3ds kind of 
I think, that, hel- I think that helps its case. You think so? To come to the well, switch. I mean, I guess I guess Mystery Dungeon did yeah. made the jump, so why can't you know Awakening? Mystery Dungeon or Mystery of the Emblem? Well, Mystery Dungeon. Mystery okay. Dungeon was yeah. the was a three D. Was a, Poco, yeah, it was a DS game. It was it was a Game Boy. It was a Game Boy Advance game and a D, and a DS game that came to the Switch. So anything is possible now. But I don't know. I, I I just wouldn't have guessed Radiant Dawn. Like if they were going to reintroduce a Fire Emblem game, I thought it would be Awakening. Or maybe even like a full remake of the first Fire Emblem game with Marth. Yeah, like not that poured over from. Yeah, the not like, not the poor. I, I'm talking like full blown remake, like a re- origin of the series, but remade for a new audience, so that now they've experienced the first, or sorry, the latest game, then they can kind of go back and experience the modernized version of the or of the series origins. But you know, like you said, I, Path of or the, I'm just gonna say the Radiance games. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, the Radiance games came kind of in the in the lull point of, of Fire Emblem in the West, uh, where it just didn't really. It, it, was pro- it, didn't it might have sell. been at it, at its most lowest point, not the lowest point. I feel like Fates and or like I don't know the, the, that game where you had to like buy all three. Yeah, that's uh, Fates. Yeah, that's Fates. Uh, I think Fates might be argued to be kind of a a meh. As well, did Fates come after Awakening? So here I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull up the list of like the, the, the sales the timeline. For, so from Game Boy Advance, starting with the Binding Blade, all the way to Awakening, we have and then Jesus Christ, 250,000 units sold for New Mystery of the Emblem, and then came the boom with Awakening, 2.3 million, Fates, 3 million. Uh, I think is I believe uh, okay. So Shadows of Valentia then took a dip back down to just a quarter of a million, and then three houses obviously, which is over four. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would, I am interested in in the Radiance games. Like, I would totally pick that up if it was remade. I would take that. Because... Path of Radiance is on GameCube, so apologies there. That was uh, on GameCube. Radiant Dawn was 2007 on Wii. Only a two-year little jump there. Now, them combining those games and remastering them—that would be pretty sick. I'm sorry, remaking them. They would have to. They would have to remake them. Yeah, the uh, the, the rumor does say remake. It, it would have to be a full remake if they're incorporating both games, and they would have to, you know, do that whole thing. But I think that'd be super cool. Like, I think it would be. Fun. I, after playing Heroes and meeting a few more of the the characters from from Ike's gang, I think it would be really cool. I I feel like I know the least about Ike as a protagonist. I don't know anything about Ike. Other than that, he fights for his friends. <laughs> uh, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. You know, we like Ike, but I don't know. I guess it just wouldn't be my first choice of Fire Emblem candidates for remake for a remake. It's interesting. Because I feel like Fire Emblem as a series is kind of in a place where they can kind of do whatever they want. I, I feel like they're at the peak of their powers. I just I just read the other day, Heroes is 15 million players like downloads. Yeah, yeah it's, I know. It's huge. It's and then you have Three Houses, which is over four. Like you're at Fire Emblem since 2017 is really just at its the peak of its powers, and just got another fighter in Smash. It can kind of do whatever it wants, and if this is the route it wants to take, that's fine. But as you said, like. Wouldn't have been my first guess, 
I mean, I assume this is, again, I assume they're making a brand new game anyway. Mm-hmm. So this might as well just be extra for us, for us fans. But I don't know. I, which which uh, game was Alm from? That's what I'm interested in. Alm and Celica. Was that Shadows? Um, I, I want to say Shadows. I don't even need to Google this. I can go. I think I can go and figure it out on Heroes. He, he is from. Oh come on, give me the game. Shadows of Valentia. Okay, yeah. Like I'm interested in that because I think Alm is like the successor to Marth. He's supposed to be. That game also came out in 2017, so that would just be a straight port. Uh, that's true. But it came out. What system did it come out on? I want to say 3DS. Hmm. Okay. Yep, 3DS. I'm not sure Awak- if it could... Awakening, Face, Shadows of Lentia all came out on 3DS. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I still think Awakening would have been... Awakening or, or the very first game, I think, would be candidates for a remaster over uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, but not because I know really anything about those games, just because of like the context surrounding their releases and sales and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to give... Uh, Radiant Dawn and, and uh, Path of Radiance to try. Like I would. Yeah, if I'd be on that day one. If Three Houses has done anything, it's made me a fan of that series, and I'm willing to take a swing on whatever they do next because now they seem to be in everyone's good graces again. Yeah, I mean, I assume they will update the systems to be more of a modern Fire Emblem Three Houses style. Add the weapon triangle, maybe change some things with the supports. Although I don't know how they would do that outside of adding an entirely new system, which they could do. You know, they have uh, they have it, but will they implement it into a into a remake? Yeah, it's just I don't see why not. Like I said, this, this no one knows anything about these games. I was about to say, like you know what, like I'm saying, like I it's not what I expected, but you know what, go for it, man. Yeah, no it, one knows yeah. anything about these games. You're giving a chance to to reintroduce because you know because people know Ike, so it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If they slap if they slap him on the cover, I'm sure they'll. They'll be like, "Hey, that's that's the guy from Smash." So we <laughs> exactly yeah. that's the that's the guy from Brawl. So yeah, I I'd be totally down for that. Uh, I when do you think we would even get news on these things? I I feel like the next thing that's going to be like confirming or denying a lot of these rumors is E3. I was going to say I think, but then again, I don't I don't think there's going to be as much stuff as people thinks there's going to be. I I want I think we're going to get Fire Emblem at E3. I just don't know what it is. I, I think we should do like I think we should do an E3 episode before E3, like predicting what we could see or what we might see. But I don't know. Like besides I, that, I don't. It's it's been a whole year. If it, Three Houses DLC came out in February of last year, it's been a year and two months. And by the time E3 comes, it'll almost be a year and a half until we hear anything from that series or franchise. Right. That I, isn't Heroes, obviously. I don't know because like I saw, you know, people just want everything at E3, and there's no way that they can all. Fit in no, there, it, it's know? a lot like that one direct we got where they just want, oh my god, we're getting Breath of the Wild 2, we're getting this, that, the other, the Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, oh my god, all yeah. of this. Now, we're not getting all that. Yeah, take your things and bits and pieces here. I was going to say, we're going to get less content than a direct here, you know? Uh, I was going to say, like, talk, like this, talking early E3, like, we're like going to get maybe even, a 45-minute direct and that's it. Oh, wait, no, that's true, sorry. For some reason, I was thinking of like i had i got like the vibe of the game awards in me instead of like the e3 presentation yeah i guess no i guess you're right i guess there could be a lot of things like there would be i guess much as a direct i guess yeah 
Sorry, I forgot how E3s work. I completely it's forgot. Been, like, it's oh, been a while. It's been a while since E3 was in the line. Oh, yeah, like E3 is literally made for this kind of thing. So maybe, maybe I am being a bit too pessimistic. Maybe we will get all the answers we want. But I don't know. Even still, like that direct, we thought we would have everything we wanted. And, you know, obviously it was never going to happen. But, yeah, never. you know, even I got caught up in the hype a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is going to be fucking awesome. Blow my fucking mind. Still a great direct, but yeah, not... no, amazing direct. But yeah, E3, forty-five minutes sounds sounds about right. Just and, a big E3. And I, direct. I do, th- I do think we will get something Fire Emblem there, whether it's this or not, remains to be seen. Again, there's no, there's no like support behind this, but other than a Reddit post and stealth. So yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, I, sorry, I just completely forgot literally the function of what an E th- of what E3 is. So yeah, I think again, most of the news up or at least most of the news for new games up until E3 is going to be speculation because I really think no companies are really going to give a lot away. Before Sony's that. not even participating, I think. Oh, well, then maybe we'll see some stuff from them, you know. They'll do like a, sta- a state of play like the week before or something like that. Yeah, they'll do something crazy to, to distract from it. But yep. I'm hoping to see... There, there's a lot of stuff that I'm hoping to see at E3, but, you know... What I'm hoping for is different from what I predict will happen. So it always is. But yeah, Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, and Radiant Dawn combined remake would be cool. Would be really cool. Seal of approval from me. It gets my stamp of approval as well. And now that's it for news. Uh, shock- oh yeah, that is- shock- shockingly, that's it for news. New Pokemon Snap end of the month, and then May's a dry spell, and then June is a big one. June is E3 plus Super Mario Golf. A yeah. lot of games coming out in June. Mm-hmm. Big summer for Nintendo. Here's what we got up next. This is something completely different and out of the limelight for this podcast. I oh, was just right. I have a I have a Roku TV and I have YouTube on it and I that's how I watch YouTube. I go through see what I want to watch. And in my recommended was a video from Daryl Talks Games talking about your personality as like a person and your correlation to what games you play. And I'm like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like I want to take this and find out. So I watched the video. It's a great video. I'll link in the description and I'll link the survey to the test as well. So I ended up, I went on this website, I took the survey and it gave me verbatim, my personality, like literally everything in my (laughs) core as a person is in my gaming archetype as they describe it. And yeah, I, Tyler, Tyler and I were kind of on the same page as we normally are with this podcast. And we're like, oh, we should talk about this for a little bit on the podcast. And I think it would be a great idea. I have my um, I have my results pulled up. I'm working on it. So ah, there it is. OK, I'm looking through my tweets and I completely passed it. OK, there we go. All right. Who, who wants to start me or you? Uh well since you found this I think you can start you can talk about like the questions and okay. what you thought about it what I didn't watch the video yet because uh, I completely forgot that there was a video associated with this so the vi- the video is really good I think if you want to talk about that as well yeah okay so the video basically he the it goes through this long thing where it talks about like personality like the psychology of personality and it talks about video games and oh are you more of a independent person more quiet shy this is the type of games you play if you're out there you know cut up the dance floor first one taking a shot at the bar this is this is the kind of game you play and yeah. i'm like oh this is pretty unique and cool and i'd like to see what this is and the, the survey is cool because it literally tells you like what kind of games you would play and in the video yeah. it's the same exact thing 
And that's a little bit of the video. Again, it's in the description if you want to watch it. Daryl Talks Games. It's a, great, it's a really good video. I highly recommend it if you want to take this. My gamer motivation, my my quantic gamer type yeah. is architect. I am an architect. Architects are solo gamers that enjoy planning, decision-making, and progression. They prefer slow place for relaxing gameplay where they can plan and build something grand and enduring. That's literally all I seek for in games. I, I think some of the questions, I might click through the survey again just to get some of the questions. But it was like, uh, do you value like difficulty in a game? I'm like, yeah. hell no. Put that thing <laughs> on very easy and I'm just going to chill. Slower paced games. So surprisingly, mm-hmm. I am in my game motivation profile. Calm, analytical, driven, independent, and deeply immersed. I scored a 93% in immersion. Whoa. With subcategories being 92% fantasy and 89% story. That Again, that's just me to a T. Mm-hmm. So the three, the six categories, I should go over this first. Six categories. Action, social, mastery, achievement, creativity, and immersion. Right. For a 93% in immersion, 77% in achievement, 52% creativity, 46% master, 18% social, 13% action. And within those Whoa. are and within those are subcategories. So immersions, fantasy and story, uh, achievement is completion and power, mastery is challenge and strategy, uh, creativity, discovery and design, act, uh, social is competition and community, and action is excitement and destruction. Mm-hmm. And you get you get percentages within those as well. Yeah. Enough, enough about me. We can come back to me later. Tyler, what did you get? Because we are <laughs> completely different. Yeah, we are. We ended up being pretty much complete opposites. Uh, I got the... So, how the survey works is you can have one... You don't need to have just one type. It doesn't assign you one type. That's also if, true, yeah. If you lean towards a secondary one. And I actually had a secondary one. So, mine, my primary one was Skirmisher. That was my primary type. That's and then my, my secondary type was Gladiator. So <laughs> I, I I just sense that you love destruction and action. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Uh, skirmishers want fast-paced team arenas that are accessible and easy to jump into. They are highly spontaneous gamers who dislike games that require thinking and planning. <laughs> I mean, a little, but I think Gladiator actually describes me a little bit better. Are competitive gamers who more like who are more likely to identify as hardcore, and they want games to engage them using a broad spectrum of features. They are looking for an epic skill-based experience in the games they play. Uh, those are just the. Kind of like the the abridged versions of yeah. of the types, but Gladiator goes on to describe like uh, you know team based things, and uh, you want to constantly uh, see numbers go up, and you want to increase your stats, and you want to just pro- feel progression. Uh, but you know, also you're in a competitive environment, mm-hmm. and I think I, I think that's pretty accurate uh, to me. Uh, you know, Skirmisher also makes sense because I play, you know, Apex and, and Call of Duty and Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege and all those competitive team shooters that, you know, uh, you know, fast-paced team arenas that it's in the name. Yeah. Uh, but Gladiators also has, like, MMORPGs, like Destiny, and, you know, I would classify Monster Hunter under that as well. Uh, and that's why I kind of think I fit that more, but, you know, I fit in both categories. I think it, it pulled heavily from the games that I listed the very beginning they ask you what games you play yeah so you can like list it, it, it parses through a huge database of games like my brother even took this test and he just like you could go super far back in in the games yeah, their games aren't even out yet on there yeah their games are yeah that's what he said as well but uh let's see my 
my primary motivations are 63% action, 25% immersion, 45% creativity, 67% achievement, 31% mastery, and 77% social. So which, we, we have three that are kind of the same ballpark, and then the other three are just completely, completely near each other. Yeah, social being the top one is definitely... Uh, is definitely accurate. I think like I, I really like playing games with other people, whether it be friends that I actually are able to talk to, which would be preferable. But even I know you're you're shaking your head, but also <laughs> like also like random random people as well. As long I just like being part of a team. I think yeah. You know this. I guess I had not. I hadn't really like thought of it like physically like that before. But it's honestly true. Like I I play games mostly for the multiplayer experience. Uh, and if I'm playing with another human being and I'm as long as I'm on a team, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't really I don't really jive with Smash too much. Like I don't play it every day. I like the game, but I don't like it super much. I don't like it a lot because it's a one V one game. You know, it's just you and your opponent. Uh, and even if I'm playing a competitive game or I'm playing against other people, as long as I got my squad with me, as long as I got allies, I I feel like I'm going to like it. You know, you got Apex and uh, your other shooters like COD and, and Rainbow Six, like I mentioned before. And also uh, Monster Hunter is a perfect example as well. That is a purely collaborative game, and it's one of my favorite games of all time. So uh, I think that's totally up my alley there, and that survey kind of helped me realize that. But yeah, so Excitement and Destruction, Fantasy Discovery, those are all the same uh, same percentage. Well, they're, they're different percentages, but, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. go through them all. Uh Again, just as Colby did, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely interesting. Uh, we should. Do you want to talk about the other uh, ones because there are nine uh, quantic gamer types, as they say. Oh uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm clicking on that link right now, so I can read them off unless you have them in front of you. Uh, I have it in front of me as well. Okay, uh, uh, go I'll ahead. start. I'll start with the one that my brother got. Actually, uh, he was a bit similar to you. He got the gardener. Okay, I'm looking at that one right now. Yeah, the gardener is looking for quiet, relaxing task completion. They're looking for gameplay where the rules are presented up front as directly as possible and where the gameplay itself is more spontaneous and reactive. When X happens, I need to do Y. There isn't any stress or anxiety about having to plan things out 10 steps in advance. The gardener enjoys task completion for its own sake, whether this is completing a level, collecting star chest trophies, or collecting collectibles. Among the popular games list, we see games like Candy Crush and Animal Crossing. Now, my brother really likes uh, what's it? Uh, He likes playing The Sims a lot. So he he, he's a Minecraft. he's a social sim social simulation guy. Yeah, he. I was about to say the only competitive game he really plays is Fortnite, uh, and he really doesn't give a crap about how he does. You know, he just wants to do the challenges and get things done. You know, as well as uh, you know, play with his friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that still kind of fits into that uh, sort of area. But yeah, that's the gardener. Uh, and which I was kind of surprised, but then, you know, it made total sense after thinking about it for a little bit. Uh, next up is the Acrobat. Acrobats are solo gamers who primarily want to take on challenging gameplay and want to practice over and over again until they can take on the most difficult missions and bosses in the game. They enjoy games that are moderately paced and require some thinking and figuring out the game mechanics on your own. What Acrobats really don't care about is world building and window dressing. So in their popular games, let's see titles like Super Metroid, Tetris, and The Binding of Isaac. Not really for me, personally. No. no. Uh, you know, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I need a little bit of story in my game, personally. All right. I can take the next two. 
All right. Next up, we have Slayers versus Skirmisher, which I, you're Skirmisher, correct? Yes, I'm, I'm a okay. Skirmisher. Slayer. Slayers want to be the heroic protagonist in a cinematic story. They enjoy games with strong creative visions and highly curated narratives and experiences. Slayers are solo gamers look for slower-paced, accessible gameplay. They care very little about power progression or strategic planning and prefer just to experience the game as it unfolds in the moment. In this sense, Slayers are see games as highly interactive action movies. So in their popular games, you see a variety of narrative-focused games that tend to lead more linear on and on-rails. Popular games... Uh, Firewatch, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, Detroit Become Human, and The Walking Dead Telltale series. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm closer to what I would like as far as a solo perspective, but I really do value a lot of the world building and strategic planning and yeah. progression. I mean, honestly, like, I like playing those games, but I won't play them for long. Like, once I'm done with them, I'm done. And you and I have Correct. talked many times on this podcast that we value... Uh, playtime yeah. and longevity and being able to play a single game for a really long time. So, yeah. you know, good for some people, but not for us. And then we just do a skirmisher, but I'll just read the synopsis. Skirmishers. Yeah. Skirmishers are centered... On, you didn't read this, I don't think. Skirmishers no, I are didn't read this. Okay. Skirmishers are centered on action social motivations, the cluster of the four motivations on top. They're looking for fast-paced team arenas that aren't too challenging, don't require much thinking or planning. They want exciting arenas they can easily hop into. The low completion score means they're fine with more match-based games wherever it, where everything resets each match instead of being persistent and cumulative. In their popular games, they'll switch the online shooters like Call of Duty and Battlefield. There's a much lower percentage of female gamers among skirmishers, and they are slightly younger than average. So you're just brown out with the boys. Uh, you're just I was about to say, brown out with the boys. Some of my favorite memories come from those Black Ops 2 lobbies with the boys. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, that, not my style, but I, I do love those games. Yeah, and you know, younger than average, I'm still in my prime, baby. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm turning 20 <laughs> this week, I'm, st- I'm still young. All right, you got the next one's Gladiator vs. Ninja? Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. Gladiators are much more likely to identify as hardcore gamers, and they want games to engage them using a broad spectrum of features. They're looking for an epic experience that provides team arenas, fast-paced explosive gameplay, power progression mechanics, challenging gameplay that requires strategic thinking, and a rich world setting with lots to explore and customize. We see a lot of MMOs and shooters in this list of popular titles like Destiny, Gears of War, and Black Desert Online. Pretty much fits me to a T, honestly. Uh, yeah, that is, that, that, that's your secondary, right? Yeah, that, that's my secondary one. Arguably, I'd say that's that could be my primary one if I took it again. If I took the same quiz again and answered the question just a little differently. I think I'm going to take it again, too. Why not? But yeah, that that's my secondary one. And again, I honestly think that fits me to a T. This, this quiz really got me a bit more accurately than I could have really thought about. Yeah. But, uh, ninjas. Ninjas like acrobats care about taking on difficult challenges, but ninjas also want strategic decision-making, fast pacing, and competition. They see video games as places to test their skill and wits against other players. The low completion score, again, points to a preference for match-based gameplay where every match starts fresh, and ninjas aren't driven by an in-game progression as much as they're driven by skill-based mastery. In their popular games, let's be titles like StarCraft and Street Fighter. I again, feel like I know a lot of these kinds of gamers. You think so? I think so, yeah. Like, I think Ninja and... I think Ninja and Gladiator are, like, those are like who we grew up playing with. <laughs> That's true. I mean, actually, now that you think about it, now that now that I am reminiscing back, which is you know my poor memory limits me a little bit, I can definitely see that uh, you know fighting games and even some shooters, yeah. I think to an extent. 
Yeah, because we didn't play really. You you may have played more than me, but I never played like story driven games until I got the Switch. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I, this is this is I mean as an architect who loves solo games, going into lobbies with these two types of people, I'm like, oh my god, get me out of here. Yeah, it was. I have I have been uh you know kind of in the muck with these guys before, and their their dedication to just being the best or just being really really yeah. good at a game is wild like whether it whether it be like games like minecraft where you're not really can where you're not really competing against anybody but you just you just are you just be you just know everything just because you want to and just because you want to be the best at the game or obviously call of duty where or call of duty you're fighting games where you just again want to be the best anyway and test your skills mm-hmm Oh, there's more. Okay, you want to do these? I forgot yeah, there were so there's, many. There, yeah, there's three more. So I got, I'll take the last three. Uh, Bounty okay. Hunter and Architect. Bounty Hunter, where the Slayer wanted an on-rails curated cinematic experience, the Bounty Hunter wants a game world where they can make their own through customization and exportation. So where the Slayer had low discovering design scores, we see above average discovering design scores here for the Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunters are also interested in power progression through leveling up their characters and upgrading their weapons. So they want to see their characters grow and become more powerful in the context of the world. This is also something that differentiates them from Slayer, who didn't care about prior progression and seemed to be more interested in the moment-to-moment experience of the game. So here in Bounty Hunter's popular games, you see titles like Saints Row, Far Cry, and Mass Effect. I feel like I would like I would be more like this if I played more of those games. I, I feel the same way. Because in their popular games list, I, I have played Far Cry and also Just Cause, but that's that's about it, really. Yeah, same here. But, you know... I can definitely see that. I I, ha- I feel like I have a little bit of that. Yeah, I definitely have appeal. I have, I have appeal in that uh, realm. If you want. Well, speak, speaking of your realm, you're next. Architect, baby. The architect <laughs> want the architect wants planning and de- and decision making that leads to progression and task completion in the game. They also want games with interesting settings and stories. They also they strongly prefer solo gameplay without teamwork or competition, so they have full control over their gameplay experience. This is literally me as a person. <laughs> and they prefer games that are slow-paced, relaxing, and serene. This is a player segment that wants to plan and build something tall and enduring. They want to build something over time and have it not be destroyed. In their popular games, those will titles like Europea, Universalist, and Civilization. I don't play those kinds of games. But yeah, I don't think you've played any of those games. No, like Minecraft would be like the closest thing to it that I've played. But yeah. I feel like, so for me personally, we're, we swap out. So what, what, I, what, what I take away from this is me. When I want to build something over time and have it not be destroyed, that's characters, character levels, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like story progression, all that stuff. I don't want. I I just like experiencing that for my own, and I love games with vast and great stories and worlds. So, yeah, that's that is kind of me to a T. And then finally, the Bard. Yeah, <laughs> playing a part in a grand story, Bard. Bards are social players who want to chat and interact with other players in game worlds that are rich with lore, story, discovery, and customization. They want to be a part of a grand story and a community of other players that together craft and shape the world and the stories that get told. For them, the game is a theoretical stage. They care very little about power progression and task completion just want to experience the, the game world organically. And they're probably going to see titles like The Secret World Fantasy and Final Fantasy XV. And I'm going to throw Dungeons & Dragons in there. For some reason, they also put in uh, Animal Crossing and Undertale. Uh, I see that are, too. Which are not really multiplayer experiences like this game would. Uh, well, I guess Animal Crossing is now. It's much more, you know, I feel like I feel like those two are there because of the 
the fandom that has surrounded them, you know? Correct. Like, it doesn't have to be an in-game, you know, social thing. Those games like that have just created such an enormous fandom to experience the game together with that yeah. it basically fills the void of an actual multiplayer. And animal, in the case of Animal Crossing, you know, you share your islands, you share your ideas with people, you trade, you barter. Dear God, the Animal Crossing Discord is just a marketplace at this point. It, it really is. Uh, but I feel like I can see some of myself in this as well. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there there's nobody who can't see themselves in a little bit of each category, you know? Yeah, I feel like each everybody has a toe in some water. It just depends on where you are swimming. Just depends yeah, on where you swim. I was about say, it swimming. just it just depends on what pool you've decided to kind of mainly uh, stick to. Yeah, and again, if you're interested in that, that'll be in the description. It'll be it's. I think I already linked it up on Twitter, and the video will be in the description as well. Yeah, definitely make sure go, to definitely go check that out and take the personality exam. <laughs> Yeah, and, and share share with us on, on Twitter or social medias uh, what you guys got because it would be really yeah, cool to see the combinations because I want to see if, like, there's, like, a Slayer bard or, like, <laughs> a, just two com- something that you would co- see completely different but, like, when you actually know someone and their gaming habits, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely share with us on Twitter and, again, go check out the video from Daryl Talks Games. We aren't done yet. We have... A segment here at the end where we recorded earlier today with our good friend and podcasting buddy, Brock Matthews, who is currently going through Fire Emblem Three Houses. And we got the chance to talk to him. He's been playing nonstop. He absolutely loves the game. And you're going to hear our little interview with him right now, actually. So stick around and hope you guys enjoy the segment here with Brock. We are joined by our good friend and host of the Outcast podcast, Brock Matthews is here with us, everybody. Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I have a cup of coffee here, a bottle of water, because I was up till 3 a.m. playing a certain game that we are about to get into. Oh, no, that's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Absolutely. Like, I've already said to myself, and I think I called it on my own podcast, but I was like, I'm going to say to myself, I was like, I should have done this years ago. And I, I literally said it. I, 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 I actually said it to Michelle, my mom. I came downstairs. I was shaking my head. She was like, what? What's the problem? I was like, I should have done this years ago. She was like, what? She's like, get that gaming system? I was like, yep. She was like, she was like it's a nice day out and everything. And you're like, and you're in your room. And she just like shook her head and walked away. And I was just like, you don't understand. It's not a phase. I was about to say, it's part of who you are now. If you guys are not aware, uh, our, our lovely audience if you if you haven't seen uh, what's been going down on, on Twitter, which you should go check out by the way, we're uh, you know Outcast Podcast, Switch It Up Pod, uh, we're we're a good follow. But Mr. Brock has recently purchased a Nintendo Switch with a copy of Fire Emblem Three Houses, Colby and I's most recommended game for the system, maybe outside of Bre- Breath of the Wild, but certainly a top five game in our eyes. And Brock has dove headfirst into into its its story and gameplay and uh has been just absolutely chugging away he's two chapters off from finishing and uh yeah we decided to bring him on he was gracious enough to to come on our little 
podcast and do a segment about just talking about the game, his experiences with it, and and what he thinks so far. So, so Colby, I'll, I'll let you take it away if you have any questions or anything to start it off with. <laughs> Wait, yeah, before, Tyler- before we get to the questions, guys, you guys, I I tweeted this, but when the game came, I like. I did like I didn't understand that I had to open the doc. So when I said instructions unclear, unclear on Twitter, like I was like I was like, how in the hell do I get this thing to get onto my TV? And like <laughs> I sat there for a good twenty five minutes, and then like I finally I took that took the doc. I looked at it. And I was like, wait a second, what's this? And I popped it open. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and I finally understood. I was like, ah, there we go. And then after that, it was smooth sailing. I have not stopped playing since that Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. It's been nonstop. I sh- I should probably go to therapy now, but who knows? <laughs> Dude, my, uh, literally, how a month of my entire existence has been spent playing that game. You're good until you reach that point. Then you probably should seek help. I was gonna say <laughs> I've I've played over 200 hours. Colby's almost tripled that. Oh no, I have. <laughs> and no, he has. And I'm and Brock re-inspired me. I'm playing it again. So we're only gonna keep. We're gonna it's get that hour count up. It's a self-perpetuating cycle. We're all just gonna be <laughs> slaves to this game, but just just when the first speck of dust hits that case, I, it finds a way to get shaken off. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, if Monster Hunter wasn't here, I would be playing that game. But uh, you know, he's not I'm lying. Sure. Every time I get on, that's all he's playing. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> Monster Hunter. I see. But we're not talking about Monster Hunter uh, in this segment. We are talking about. Fire Emblem Three Houses. So the three houses. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I keep I keep I feel like we keep getting uh things to say before we actually start the <laughs> the main meat of this. But uh, I was talking to my to my girlfriend because she also uh is a big fan of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, and I told her about uh you and your situation and what you uh what you were doing with Fire Emblem. And she asked me what route uh, that you chose. <laughs> uh, and when I told her that you had chosen uh, Black Eagles as your first playthrough, all she did was uh, she blocked gag. Twitter. She gagged and then she walked away. <laughs> oh she said when she said when he t- when he plays Blue Lions, then he can get back to me. Uh, <laughs> but based on our conversation before this uh, segment started, m- that might not be your next route anyway. But. Uh, yeah, anyway, I just thought that was funny. Uh, Colby, please, take it away. Everyone hates On the Bay, and I just don't understand why. Colby and I are the only ones that understand. And you I know, honestly just don't you two have taken you, to, you two have taken very similar beginner I was about to journeys. say, I was yeah. about to say, it's been eerily similar, where we both pick Black Eagles because we're swooned by the waifus instead of story. <laughs> uh, we let a lot of people die in the beginning, but unlike Brock, <laughs> he goes back and gets them. I just uh, chug along. Yeah, he just charged ahead. Yeah, I feel like all three I feel like all three of us at some point were, maybe Brock to a lesser extent, but Tyler and I were, when this game first came out, but way back in the summer of 2019, we were like on the fence about it because, right. you know, it's JRPG, Fire Emblem was a iffy franchise at the time. Now it's kind of like a staple for this game, anyways, on the Switch. So, Brock, I just want to know, like, what what are your what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, literally, every other podcast that we've collabed with are big Fire Emblem fans, and it would appear that you are following the following course here. Um, overall, it's I love it's a great game. But when I when I I did not know how to feel when I first started it because I I've never played a game like like a 
what's the game like just that type the type of game that fire emblem is i have never had any experience with it but when i in the beginning like my fir- i think it was the very first mock battle or whatever it was when i automatically had someone die and i picked classic mode because i'm i liked i wanted the challenge and my theory was i'm just gonna go straight out attack no strategy whatsoever i'm just gonna go attack and attack them and i lost someone right off the bat i was like okay i'm gonna have to <laughs> uh actually think and strategize here and after i did that everything's been smooth sailing but i lost casper man he was <laughs> i don't want to say he's my favorite character but he's probably my top three of my favorite characters because like he's just so energetic and he's just he's ready to go and i and i loved him for it and but sadly i lost him and i almost i think i had a tear come out of my eyes when i lost him like, <laughs> why must the good die young but um <laughs> I don't, but yeah, the only type of game I ever played something like this was there's a game, <laughs> there's a game on PSN. And by the way, my PlayStation is collecting dust in the corner of my room. By the way, guys, I have not touched <laughs> it since last week. But cool. uh, there's a there's a Sao game that's similar to that, but it's not like it's not completely like Fire Emblem. But that was probably the only other experience I've had, which and and I've. Listeners that are listening to this, and if you're like, I mean, you, these people that listen, you guys probably have a Switch. But anybody else that like, go buy a Switch and go just go buy a Switch. <laughs> I'm not saying go buy a Fire Emblem. Just go buy a Switch. You know what? I lied. Go buy Fire Emblem. Um, <laughs> Highest selling RPG uh, strategy RPG of all time. Of all yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and, a like, reason for it. It. I think I'm gonna be more blown away when I get into the other two houses. But um, this, like, this, what I've experience what i've gone through so far with like the story with the black eagle and stuff i've like it's i'm so invested like i'm not fast skipping like any dialogue at all i'm probably taking so long with this run through because i'm like actually reading every dialogue because i don't i personally think if i do like what do they call it it's like fast forward or whatever i feel like i'm gonna miss something so i'm i'm never just i'm never i don't skip anything whatsoever i'm i'm sitting there in my gaming chair and i'm just reading I feel like it's also easier because every line is voiced. Is voiced, yeah, yeah. And oh, the voice, dude, the I voice didn't works you, incredible. My guy, I because as a your, your character there doesn't have a voice, but now he does. Like when I attack and stuff, and he actually he actually says stuff now. And like so I think there's been a couple of dialogue lines where he actually has a voice now too. He's like not mute anymore. I think someone said that in the Discord. I'm not really sure, but that was yeah. that was something else that surprised me. I was under the impression that they uh, actually did. Uh, talk before the incident uh but i actually think i think in their whenever they crit they will still do a quote yeah Yeah. pre pre pre-incident but post-incident they talk like whenever you select them and you're like gonna move them around so i think that i I was gonna say i had i forget what i was gonna say but this um story um i already said this before pre-recording but the the famous freaking when you bind I haven't learned characters' names yet. The the girl, Biotis. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. cutscene, cut through time riff, man, had me had a, <laughs> me standing up in my chair, and just ha- hands on my head and screaming, "Let's go!" And then you guys <laughs> figured out when I got there because I made sure it was in all caps in the Discord and made sure that I was very excited. Discord's been popping. The, the <laughs> Discord has been on fire recently. 
I was just <laughs> waiting. I was just waiting for you to get there because I'm like, this is his Super Saiyan moment. Like, <laughs> and the and that happens in every route, which is the good news. You get to watch it two more times, three more times every yeah, time yeah. you play. Yeah, to experience it with all the other uh, houses eventually. But yeah, I was so glad that you reacted the way you did. It's, it's exactly how I was hoping you reacted to it because it's just. <laughs> I'm like, damn, if any if there's anything he's gonna like about this game, it's gonna be that. And now he now my character even looks more I, I mean, he he looked like a stud before, but with now with the green hair and green eyes, he even looks more like a stud. Like it's insane. He's a god. You basically yeah. he's a god now, yeah. Yeah. I All did right, switch I... up his class though. Uh it was that In that automatic one. Yeah. I he's now a... Uh, because of the influence of SAO, I have my guy as a pro swordsman now. That's swordmaster. Swordmaster. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. On swordmaster is a good class main, on your main character. Yeah. No, no complaints there. So I gotta ask, what did you think of the whole? Obviously, the big reveal in the game is that there's a five-year time jump, and everything changes from character looks to basically character personalities. I think the voice acting does a great job of letting yeah. that out. Uh, the regions are all in turmoil. And the war is at a state of deadlock when you pick it back up in part two. What did you, what did you think of that? Because without getting too spoilery, Black Eagles doesn't explain it as well as the other two routes do as to what actually happens. There's an actual like actual cutscene the other two routes showing like, what actually happens and how you end right. up in that situation. But I think with um, Black Eagles, it's like again the same thing earlier we were talking about pre-recording. What did you, what did you think of that? Well, okay, so like when. The final part before the time skip starts, like I didn't like we like I beat it, we won. And I was just okay. Like, what happens next? And then like everyone screamed at my character like to watch out and whatever, and it didn't really click to me. And then like um, syphilis, she was like, she, "I'm not is she syphilis." Okay, you can edit that out, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, keep that in. There. <laughs> Unedited, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, but, I'll, I'll um, bleep it out. <laughs> Oh man, I'm an idiot. I am still new oh. to all this, guys. Oh man. Oh, huh. that is my favorite character too. Yeah, I love. Oh wow. I love Syphilis, man. Oh my god. Oh, that's Anyways, too bleeps. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, where was yeah. I? Where was time I? Time skip. I? What'd you think of it? Time, the screen time, went black. Time. Everyone's like, "Watch out!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was, is so was, this. Who you thinking of? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. We're gonna cut that out, and then we're gonna just gonna go straight to this. But anyways, okay, okay. Little, little D route there. But um, I, at first I was confused because there, because of how it happened. The uh, the uh, when I like apparently fell down a ravine and was knocked out. I'm gonna say, and then she comes and says, "Hey, wake your ass up. You have work to do." I'm going to say she because I know I'm going to say it wrong again. But, um, yeah, she said, wake your ass up. And I was sitting there. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what happened? And then next thing I know, uh, it's been five years. You've been floating down a river for five years. I was like, what do you mean <laughs> I've been floating down a river for five years? Who's floats down a river for that long? And then uh, there was at one there at one point in time. We all like the class and uh, your character agrees to like meet back at a certain point next was the it night, the night of the, the night of the ball i think is when that happens yeah 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 and then so some a villager tells my guy you know it's been that long blah 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 and then automatically my guy remembers like oh shit i have to go i have to go meet my students and he gets there and everyone's changed and i'm just like and they're like yeah it's been five years 
and at first I, I didn't understand. I'm pretty sure I went to the Discord asking for closure because I was like, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I, so they lost me here. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. And then they're like, yeah, you, when you fell into that ravine, you blacked out or sleeping is what they, the game called it. And you woke up after five years. I was like, okay, I guess I, pre- I pretty much rolled with it. And like at first I was confused, but now I have it all figured out and everything. So I'm, I, I get it. But I mean, um, the designs, I mean, I, I already told you this, told everyone this in the discord, but like Elgar's does like her. I don't know. I, I just don't like the hair. As oh, much. the lay- you don't like the Leia buns? No, no. Radal guard? Yeah, no. But um, who who is it? I f- someone had what's his name? Hubert, right? Hubert. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Evil I'm not mage. Yeah, he he's he's. I'm off and on with him still. Like when I do like those personal one on one talks and stuff, the stuff he says, I'm just like, are you trying to kill me or is that you just kind of <laughs> get under my skin here, buddy? But. Um, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I don't want to get rid of him because he's one of my highest levels, and he's been very he's, he's really been very good. clutch for me the past two missions. And then um, who else here? Uh, who the I have him as the other. I have him as the other magic user. He has Linhart. Yeah, he. I use him like in in my missions. What he what I have him do is he steps back, and then like I have him leveled up enough where he could like pretty he he can heal up like pretty. I, he doesn't have to be very close to anybody is my point here, but all he does is like he stands back and every time someone's about to die or they need to heal up, I just have him heal everybody up. That's exactly what every yeah. other player has in this. I was about to say, that, that's Lenhart's uh, favorite role. But he knows... It's just called fire and wind. And But like if someone's like on a dragon, they come near. I usually... he can. He's got times two attack, so usually it puts them out of their misery as if they get too close. Whoa, oh man. Last night, I think... It was the final mission I did last night. I had to defend, and those those she's like <laughs> I was I just dropped I'll about to just drop the f bomb. It's, right, it's all right. Those shoulder shoulder soldiers that ride yeah. on dragons kept getting by me and kept and I kept failing. I was like, the and I got, yeah, I the kept wyverns. I kept getting so annoyed, and I finally did it, and I pretty much like gave my screen a middle finger because that's how and then i had to finally save and go to bed because it was 3 a.m and i've had quite enough and i needed to rest (sighs) yeah these last these last battles are getting again pretty rough uh i haven't even finished the route but i know that the last few battles are pretty freaking tough yeah let's see so 16 yeah 16's 16's not that bad 17's brutal 18's brutal because you go because how it works is in every single route as soon as you know chapter 17, you go straight into chapter 18 battle. Like, there's no, like, no monastery, nothing like that. You just go straight yeah. into it, and it's, yeah, it's not fun. I, I was laughing because of my little, you know, oh, man, I'm still laughing at myself. So yeah, that was, that was oh rough. Uh, oh, I, I do want to ask, because you've lost, you lost uh, two of your students yeah. pre-time skip. Were you able to recruit anyone to replace them? Uh, I actually... They actually, uh, I w- I don't think it was the final battle I did, but there was a battle where I like I didn't kill her, but like, like I her her hit points hit zero, and then she and I it gave me the option to recruit her or like just like to finish her off, and I recruited her. I think that it's sounds, Mason. I think it's Lysithia. Mason's character. That sounds like Lysithia. Yeah, yeah. white hair, white hair girl, golden best, deer. That's me. Yeah, yeah. And then I recruited her, so she's on the team now. And after the time skip. A guy 
Can you guys hear me? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Goddamn Mike died, but um. Oh. Uh, let's see here. Lawrence. Lawrence, probably the purple-haired yeah. guy. Those, those are those are the only two in that game where they give you that option. Yeah, those so. are the only two that you can do that with. Okay. Uh, at the bridge. At the bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah. That they didn't give me an option after it was like the time skip happened and he was automatically on my team. Is that right? Uh. He he used to wear the mask in the beginning. Oh, Death Knight, the Death Knight. Oh, Jaritza. Yeah, the Death Knight. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's automatically on your team. He's he's an Empire alias. Yeah, that's true. Got him. And before the time, dude, I don't know why she's being so she's being so uh, like hard to get. But I've been trying to recruit Miss Mercedes, and I she she's just not interested. I don't understand why. She's just not interested at all. So um, a recruiting tip for next playthrough, whatever they specialize in as a class, you have to get that up to, like, I guess, quote-unquote, impress them. Yeah, for, like, you need to get your character's skill that corresponds with that up. Yeah, so Mercedes is a magic user who primarily uses, like, white magic to heal people. So if you get your healing magic up, she and her and you have to be support with her. So you have to, like, have meals with her, support conversations, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, who else? Ha- I, there's another, a female, of course, I've tried recruiting. Who was it? Um, to replace Dorothea. My idea, like, when, <laughs> the beginning of the game, my idea was, I'm just going to have a harem of an, like, of a, of a, of a uh-huh. army. It's just yeah. going to be me and just a bunch of females. But, uh, it didn't work out how I wanted. But, thankfully, it didn't, because I like, we're pretty, we're pretty solid how I have it right now. But, um. Oh man, what's her name? There's one more girl that I tried to recruit from Dimitri. God, I hate that. I, Annette. I, I hate Dimitri so Annette, much. Ingrid, Ingrid. Annette, Ingrid. Annette or Ingrid are the only other ones, I think. It's not Annette. I know who. It's it, Ingrid. It must, has to be Ingrid then. Ingrid's blonde hair flyer class. Yeah, blonde. You did that mission where you had to go uh, save her from her weird suitor. Well, no, he didn't because Dorothy. Oh, you did? I thought Dorothy had died before that, so you don't get that option. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that's the Ingrid. It was Ingrid. In- Ingrid? Really? Yeah, Ingrid. Oh, it yeah. must still happen even without Dorothea then. Yeah, she's been accused of being racist because she hates the people of Dusker. That's, yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, she's good. I recruit her in every single class too. She, she was your first, she was your first love, Colby. She was, and I remember, if you remember, I just refused to marry her for some reason. I just wouldn't yeah, do I don't, it. I don't know why you did that either. But and, and yeah, you've never married her, have you? In every place I, you I, haven't I, <laughs> I recruited her, but I eventually did it. I finally did it a couple oh. of like years ago in the okay, golden okay. year. I recruited her from Blue Lions. I finally did it. Don't worry. We, we I was about to say uh, we've tied like, the knot. The gears were turning, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's like his favorite one and he's never <laughs> done it. I am oh my god. I my first love, my first love was Edelgard, just a lot like Brock here. Oh, I was about to say you were enraptured by uh, by Dude. the Flame Emperor herself. Uh, screw it! I, going, How was I, that reveal, Brock? The the Flame Emperor reveal. Oh man, um, I I had the story. I don't want to say it was going too fast for me, but just like it showed me the Death Knight in the like the first time, and I was compl- like I was literally scared shitless. I was like, Is, this guy's literally just gonna obliterate my entire team. <laughs> And then someone in Discord was like, "You don't have to attack him." I was like, "Oh, thank God!" So I didn't when I when I had a first run in with the Death Knight. I was just like, "Okay, I'm not fucking with you, buddy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go this way. You stay over here." And then he shows up again, 
and I was just like, okay, I've had enough of you. And then it, it was a mistake to do, but I, I did it. I, I finally did it. I beat him. But turns out I didn't actually kill him because he comes back. But yeah. find out, Brock comes to find out. He joins up with you if you uh, decide to uh, join the uh, um, Empire. Mm-hmm. The red... Oh, man. That's actually... I don't want to say it's a question, but... Okay, so the Red Empire is the one with, like, the whole mask, and then his voice is, like, uh, I don't want to say. Yeah, that's not actually, wait, was it, was the Red Empire in, in, Ingrid? In, Edelgard? Yeah. Edelgard? Yeah. The, the Flame the, Emperor the flame is Emperor, Edelgard. The Flame Emperor is Edelgard, yes. So, like, the whole mask, so I was right, it was her. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Her. Someone told me I was wrong, that's why I got. No, I that's her. Okay, okay. Oh, I, I told you you were wrong, because I didn't want you to figure it out too quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I said on Twitter, like, you were on to it. Like, I thought, it, I I thought they revealed it, like, immediately. I thought they revealed that, like, no, pretty clearly. I the cuts. I forget what the cutscene was. We were, we we defeated somebody, and it's in, Rem- it's, in, it's in Remire Village. She has to do a joiner, but you can't actually join her at that point. Oh. Yeah. Either way, I said, wait. Okay, yeah, it gave me the option. I said no either way. I was like, fuck off. But at the time, I didn't figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that, okay. That makes a lot more sense now. But, because, like, <laughs> I was so confused. Because, like, when I was t- when I tweeted that out and I said it in the Discord, I think it was Alex who was just like, nope, nah, you're wrong. I was like, oh, okay. And then that cutscene where someone was like, yeah, she's gone. I was just like, wait. That's oddly convenient that this person shows up and she automatically just disappears. That's why. I, that's why I thought, but they disguise it in every route where every leader. Yeah, every does. leader will will leave at that point. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But interesting. What 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 really surprised me was the we were when I was still part of the church or whatever, and we were going to the underground tomb or whatever, and that's and when she fully like just like. Shows everyone. I am evil. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm Edelgard. I'm the Flame Emperor. Taking these crests. No, they did not get away with one, by the way. I was really impressed with myself. Wow, good job, God Gamer. (laughs) But when that all went down, I was just like, how could you? I was, and then that whole decision's like, do you kill her or not kill her? I was just like, I I can't do it. I can't kill her. I was in the same exact. I was in the same exact boat. So I texted Tyler, I'm like, they're giving me the option to kill her, and I'm like, I can't do it. And then Hubert comes out nowhere, he's just like, thank you. I was just like, yeah, no problem, buddy. Let's teleport out of here. Yeah. Let's teleport out, and then, you know, then Rhea's like, hey, I'm a dragon. Dude, oh my god, that final cutscene before I went to bed, she is not happy. She was, she was like, scream mode. She was like, you're yeah. going, she pretty much was like, telling me, like, you're going to die. I yeah, like, you're, you're, you're going to cross paths with her a couple times here soon. Yeah. And that's not fun at all. No. What I don't understand is, it was in the cutscene, someone someone was just like, well, she can't stay in that form for, like, forever. Which, and, like, I mean, I know it's a game and stuff, but just, like, well, how would I go with that if I was in-game here? It's just, like, uh, attacker, like, head-on, right? And if she can't stay in that form for too long, you just ride it out, which is easier said than done. And then you, it's it's an easy dub once she like comes out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, I hope that that works in your battle whenever <laughs> you come to it. 
It probably won't, man. <laughs> Forty-five right. turns later, he's like, she's still time. here. If if you guys have a tough had a tough time with it, I'm, it's probably I'm probably gonna. Uh, it's probably one of the harder uh, harder fights in the game. Yeah, no, but it's back to back. Just it's not the hardest fight, but they're definitely the last two are definitely two of like the top five hardest. They're they're you, they're you gotta really think your way around. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. sucks that Edelgard's a heavy unit because she has terrible movement. Yeah. Yes. Although she I, her her class her class outfits fire the emperor class that's pretty yeah cool. it's it's true it's really good. I never used like the the stride abilities like the, with the battalions or anything. Yeah. So yeah. I just never bothered with armor units. Like I never bothered with them in any playthrough. I don't like, either. For the most I part. tried putting one on a horse, and it still had shitty movements. <laughs> I I put the do on a horse my one time, and he was just ugh, not worth it. Yeah, like I I never used the do in my blue lions route simply because he was an armored unit. All right, well we'll I wrap this on the house on a horse. Who was it? Fred. Fred Meister. I call him Fred Meister. Oh, he's Fred He's completely useless, but <laughs> yeah, I don't really like Ferdinand either. But a horse is where he belongs, though. So if you really dislike Ferdinand and his dad, uh, if you ever play Black Eagles again, recruit Lysithia before the time skip, and there's a battle where Ferdinand's dad literally gets assassinated, and you have to go and kill them and find the people who killed him. Yeah, you get to watch the cutscene of his bald head getting massacred. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my god! The game had such a sad when when like the character's dad dies and like you go yeah. explore stuff and it's like the sappy music and I was just like, oh my god, this game it has like a very very sad vibe right now. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a battle with the toaster uh, type of vibe. <laughs> The ending, the the ending to Black Eagles is really good. I think you'll like it. All right, we'll we'll wrap this up here with two more questions. So, what's one thing you like about the game, and what's one thing you dislike about the game? I feel like we covered the former a little. That's true. We did. Reasons. All right, so fine. We'll play devil's advocate here. What's one thing you don't like about the game? Obviously, you're still early in it, but if you could tweak one thing, what would it be? Um, let's see here. Not, not make Dimitri a bitch ass. <laughs> that's a that's a joke. It's I'm so f- it's so funny that you think that because you yeah. need play, you just need to play Blue Lions. He's the farthest thing from a bitch ass. Coming <laughs> I was gonna say no. That uh, I don't know. I just like I like me playing these type of games. I just like having like a little. It's like imaginary. Just like I don't know. I like to make like stuff imaginary with beef with characters, fantastical like, characters. Yeah, with like. And then, like, the first conversation I had with Steve, I was just like, you know what? I don't like you. Ah, Professor. Ah, Professor, thank you. I hope you're having a great day. Man, fuck off. (laughs) This guy. Blonde-ass head. I'm going to take everyone away from you, and you're going to be alone. That's what's going to happen here, buddy. Sounds like you got the last laugh. It sounds like you didn't get anybody from him. (laughs) No, I didn't. His, His top girl, I failed. She was not budging at all. Um... Let's see. One thing I don't like about the game so far. You can't say graphics. Okay. I wasn't even... That <laughs> graphics were even inside my... I actually don't think they're that bad, to be honest. They're they're not, but I feel like that's still kind of low-hanging fruit for some. Mm, let's see. 
The fact that you're struggling is good. Yeah, it's, it's a good it game. A, it could be a character. It could be something explained to the story. It could I mean, be a he did just say to me. He just he did just say Dimitri. That doesn't count. Dimitri's yeah, not a bitch ass. That doesn't count because you're wrong. <laughs> um. Hmm. The price. I mean. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the the games in my in my own opinion, sixty bucks is well worth it so far. Like. Okay. I would I would say hmm, probably the I don't know it's tough because like I understand it now but just the whole times but you guys said it gets explained better but I haven't gotten that far. not yeah. re- not really it's just they show it instead they, of just explaining I was about it. to say it shows you how you actually go comatose in the other routes. I'm thinking Black Eagles was the last route they made. Uh, the, you can tell that a lot of things are cut short. In Black yeah, Eagles, Black like. Eagles is is actually including really, the ending. I was gonna say Black Eagles is pretty confusing for most people. Like I would not recommend it for many people's first routes, but I knew that you would pick it for the <laughs> first route, so I figured I was like, all right, well he, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. as I've had time to think about it more, like the. If you're gonna skip it five years, you've just been floating in a river that whole time. Like that's your explanation. I guess that is a pretty weak reasoning, but you know it does its job. And Aogar was like, "I tried looking for you." I was like, "No, you didn't. You simply had to go down a ravine, and I'm somewhere floating." <laughs> did you see? Did you, you see cl- where I fell? Go look there. <laughs> you clearly, you clearly didn't go that far. You just walked back to the monster in like five minutes. Uh, oh no! Walks away. <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> rained in five years. Away. Um, uh, I'm. I wish I could think of something. I mean, it's a good thing, but I wish I could think of something better. To be honest, um, we can have you back on after you've played more of it to see if you can have a yeah, yeah, anything else. All right, all right. And then last question, most important question: Who's the best girl? Oh man, uh, <laughs> haven't haven't had the chance to cross paths with them all yet, but. I'm, you're not getting right. out of this one. You're... Yeah, at this point, you're you got what you got. Oh man, I'll probably say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. Come on. Oh uh, no, it's 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 between two, and you guys probably know who the two are. But say them. I'll say. <laughs> listen. Um, because I'm going, I'm full hedging, trying to get like, like quote unquote, a romantic type of thing going here with Anal Guard. So probably Anal Guard, but Mercedes is like right there on it. Man, he you he hasn't even like used Mercedes at all, and he no, still I thinks have... she's the best girl. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, hurts. That great. second battle between it was the lion, the lion and the eagle battle. When like when I, I had, who was I had someone flanking? Who was I forget? But I was just like okay. I'm going to attack her, but just be gentle. And, like, it was like a one-hit <laughs> I was just like, yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. I had to do that, too. I feel like Dorothea would have been best girl if she didn't die. <laughs> That's true. You might have to recruit her your next playthrough just to get that experience. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what yeah. I'd say is a close third is probably... Um, um, Come on. I, 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 use her, I use Come on. Sniper in my team. Bernadette. Burn? She's very she's very shy. Thank you. Burn. The burn. Hell yeah. Where the, the hell's Petra in this? Yeah, I was hoping you'd say Petra, because Petra's awesome. Petra? No, she's a bad she's badass. Oh wait, who's your dancer? Dan I don't think I have a 
I that's I haven't figured out the dancing part yet. I don't have a dancer on my team. Uh, who did you put? Who'd you put in the dance competition? Uh, I haven't gotten to a dance competition yet, unless I missed it. You probably skipped it then. Oh no, he missed it. <laughs> so right, before, so the week before the ball, they have a dance contest, and if you win it, you get you don't have to do anything. They just you just have to get the uh, the character's charm stat up. And if you win it, you get this class called Dancer, where if you dance on someone who's already used a turn, they get a second turn in the same like playthrough. So if you use Edelgard, like she moves four units up, you can dance her, and then she moves four more units. Yeah, remember that tweet about the Dancer class and Fire Emblem that you re- that you like talked to me about? Yeah, did everyone just get an Amber Alert? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did as well. Red Chevy Malibu, tinted windows. <laughs> All right, uh, back to gaming. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah, that's good. Uh, hey, that's for your next playthrough is remember the dance competition, the White Heron Cup. That's what it's called. Okay. Is that right. an explorer type of thing? Well, you have to, so you have to pick a student. So during that month, you have to walk around the monastery and pick a student to participate in it. That's how you activate it. Okay. So may, Yeah, so it usually... Uh, Petra, Dorothea, um, who else? Uh, I feel like anyone met- sword, anyone like sword fightery. Yeah, you can do a guy too. You don't just have to do girls, but yeah, the black eagle. Really Fred Fisher out there dancing, I guess. Oh my god, it would be he would probably be more useful as a dancer than a cavalier. <laughs> just just to give people second turns. Oh, but, okay. uh, all right, well, yeah, that's all I got. I think for, that's some uh, valuable insight of a, a fresh Fire Emblem fan. Yes, we're gonna Brock's gonna Brock's gonna hopefully uh, finish this route uh, without any more casualties. And the ending's really cool. The ending of the game runs you through all your battles and who won MVP, and it gives you like uh, where they are now for each character right. that survived. So that's yeah. really that's really cool to look at. And you'll have the option here at the end of this month to pick your wife if you've got the high enough support conversations. That'll be what that is. So whoever you, whoever you have any, as I said, you have any people at A at A support level. Anal guard. <laughs> is that that was that was my only option too. What is uh, <laughs> so these two yeah. really are are just mirroring each other. <laughs> I think I think what Barack and I realized early, like once we found out we were the evil side, you just have to go all in. You have to marry the girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I put all this effort in. I, I can't stop now. It, it, correct. You have to just go all in. I mean, once I finish my Black Eagles playthrough yeah, a few tw- years yeah, from now. Yeah, in 2024. Uh, I will probably... Uh, I'm going to try and do Petra because despite her being one of my favorite characters, I haven't even... I've never had enough support to actually like do it at the end. I've done Petra. It's nice. Yeah, no, I think it's one of the better uh, endings, but we won't spoil... We won't spoil anything for Brock anymore. I feel like we've done enough damage already. We have. But, uh, yeah. I don't really know how to end the segment, because this isn't the end of the episode, I don't think, unless you want to put this at the end. Uh, yeah, we can put it at the end. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for, for listening and making it this far into the episode. Uh, if you liked that, definitely go check out uh, the Outcast podcast. Uh, hosted by, of course, our good friend Brock. Sometimes only him these days. Normal episodes returning in two to three weeks. Yeah, with the four with the four of them again. Of April on that Monday, you'll have all four of us back if anyone is interested. Is can you guarantee this, or is I this just an educate? Wow. Okay, he must be very confident. I put. I I had to. I had to go. 
what Mike calls run a type ship mode, run a tight ship mode on them, and they gave me my they gave me their word that it's gonna happen. Let's go. Uh, all right. Was well, there anything else you'd like to say to the the audience about the podcast, about Fire Emblem, about anything before before you go? Uh just go go just go play it. Go buy a Switch and go play it. It's literally that simple. I did it. I did it. If listen, if I can do it, the running the running guy with just like Call of Duty games, if I can do it, this system and game has made me made has my like I said earlier, my PS4 is collecting dust in the corner of its room. And if I can do that, anyone can do it. So just just go do it. It's that simple. I mean, listen, the price, the switch price, the games, I get it. But you know, you're not you're not gonna get something like this. It's it's worth it. It's 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 that simple. It's just worth it. We've my acquired main- we've acquired another walking advertisement for Nintendo. Exactly. <laughs> yes. They really yeah. should be grateful. Eternally. But uh all right. Well, thank you again, Brock, for coming on. It was great having you. I'm sure we're going to be talking to you again in a very short amount of time uh, to get your final opinions on on the game once it's finished. And I assume you will be starting a new route by that point. Uh, hey, what, Colby, I, what time? Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Twelve twenty-three, dude. I got a whole hour yet. Is, oh is my! That <laughs> well, that's, why, that, that's why we're getting you out of here. You got to go play. <laughs> yeah. Game. Okay. Uh, I was about to say, uh, Colby, do you have anything before we uh, before we send him out to to continue his journey? To finish oh, his journey. Uh, like I said, uh, thank you all for listening. Like Tyler said, thank you all for listening to the episode. Uh, sub- uh, Tyler didn't Subscri- ask for it. Tyler not asked for it. It is his birthday week. Now is oh, officially his you. birthday week. Oh, so if, you, so if you want, if you want to leave a present for, oh, for yes. Tyler here, you if you guys just want to leave a rating and subscribe wherever you listen, that is more than enough for Tyler to go into his twenties. Uh, as a happy man so leave a rating subscribe tell us what you think about the show using the social media links down below dms are always open go check out brock's podcast at the outcast podcast go check out his twitter as well all of that will be down in the description as Ty said earlier we are good follows and that's all we have for this episode and we hope you enjoyed it in its entirety and we will talk to you guys next week next week gamers